Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ha <laughs> ha, yes, it's me again, Gareth from What Culture Wrestling. And of course, you know the drill by now. Simon Miller is not here this weekend, so we're back with another ups and downs. So for the first and probably last time ever, I'm going to be up in the downs for the Blue Show, for SmackDown. This is technically my main roster debut because I'm a bit of an NXT boy. So in typical WWE fashion, I'm going to have a promising debut, a promising start and fizzle out towards the end of the video. But as you likely already know, this edition of SmackDown was recorded last week because they're now in Saudi land because there's a big old Elimination Chamber thing going to be happening tonight. So a lot of things that you might be scratching your head at thinking like, why have they done that? Why has this event happened? Why has this segment happened? It's because it all happened on one night. So salute to the New Orleans crowd that were absolutely going nuts because it must have been a long night and they were great. But for the bits that you haven't been spoiled on already, there was a huge announcement. My big old granddad Goldberg was on the show as well. And then there was a big title change. There was so much stuff that we just got to get into. So I'm Gareth from What Culture Wrestling. I think I've already said that. It's been a long Saturday already. How does Miller do these things? Well, let's find out. Let's do it. Let's go. So straight away at the start of the show, I was really upset because we didn't have Pat McAfee because of course this was like a double whammy recording. So it was Corey Graves again. He was just fine, but I like Pat McAfee. He's my guy. So this is going to get a bit of a down straight away because it, it, it caught me off guard. It pro I probably should have seen it coming, but it caught me off guard and I was sad. And Adam Pearce was already in the middle of the ring because we were going to have a contract signing. I know, how original, that's what was happening. I was going to be going down. And it was fine. It was a fine contract signing because of the big stipulation that got added to a match that I'm going to tell you about. But in general, the whole thing's going to get an up. So everyone came down to the ring. Obviously, you had Charlotte and Sonya Deville, who everyone just booed and they hated. And they were like, ugh. And then we had Naomi and Ronda Rousey, and both of these women got absolutely beautiful pops. They are big stars, sensations, whatever you want to call them. They got down to the ring, and straight away I had this horrible gut feeling of, huh, after this match happens in the Elimination Chamber event in Saudi Land and all the rest of it, I hope they do something with Naomi. I hope they don't just drop her like a sack of spuds, and she gets like a big cage match or something at WrestleMania against Sonya Deville, and the loser loses an arm. Okay, I got a bit carried away there. Ronda was like, yeah, rule number one, sign the contract, and then Naomi was like, yeah, rule number two is I'm going to slap your face. They were just having a whale of a time, really. Ronda then reminded Sonya that to spell her name, she had to start with a B, an I, a T. You see where she's going. And they all started bickering before Ronda just said, shut up, sign the deal. Everyone went really quiet and they started doing that because you would. And then Naomi said something about like using Deville's head as a pen. Her head was going to be a pen. Pen head happened on this show and that made me chuckle. But after all this stupid arguing and squabbling, it finally got announced that Sonya Deville was trying to get out some vital information in the form of the fact that there was going to be a new stipulation. It was a new thing that's going to happen in this match because Ronda had been talking a whole lot of smack in interviews about the fact that she could beat up Sonya Deville with one arm, which is coincidentally what Sonya Deville has 
right now because she's got a sling. I don't know why it was behind her back, but that's going to happen to Ronda Rousey because in this contract, in the fine print, it has now been made official that Ronda Rousey has to have one arm tied behind her back. And Ronda wasn't really that fussed about any of this. She said, yeah, that's fine. I can beat you up easily with one hand. I can tap dance on your face with my feet. You know what? I don't doubt it. And then it all devolved into chaos because, of course, it was a contract signing. Where have you been if you didn't expect this to happen? And, yeah, it was fine. It was just there. You know what you're going to get with these kind of things? It built up the match. It added something extra, a little, little sprinkle into this Elimination Chamber tag team bout. And Ronda can't lose this match, can she? It's like a first one back in WWE properly. I mean, the Royal Rumble doesn't really count. Like, it's a first big thing. She's probably going to batter Sonya Deville and just eat her arm. I've got a weird obsession today, haven't I? And then we jump to Sheamus and Rich Holland backstage and Sheamus was like, fella, I saw you in that match the week ago or two weeks ago, whenever it was, and I was not happy that you lost to Ricochet. So I'm going to go out there and beat him up. You got to watch me and do what I do. If that was the worst Irish accent you've heard today, then I'm sorry. But you'd be pleased to know that the match itself between Ricochet and Sheamus, with Sheamus having Rich Holland in his corner, gets an up because it was pretty damn fun. And straight away, Ricochet was trying to like get a roll up. She was trying to get the match done out of the gate because he knew that Sheamus is such a big threat. And he tried to do that and Sheamus simply swatted him out of the air because he's a big brute. And cross bodies were missed from Ricochet and then transitioned into Irish curse backbreakers because that's what Sheamus just loves to do. He loves to fight on fight night. And then after Sheamus eventually called Ricochet a cheeky bastard when he'd done his 10 beats on the apron thing that he does, Ricochet reversed whatever Sheamus was trying to do into a satellite DDT and you thought, oh my goodness, is this going to happen? Is Ricochet going to find a way to win this one? And then after a Spanish fly off the top rope, Rich Holland got up to try and distract Ricochet because he was going on the top rope for what looked like either a shooting star press or his 6.30 spinning flip thing that he loves doing. But that didn't happen. Sheamus went for the broke kick, dodged out of the way, did Ricochet. He moved and Holland was like, oh, sorry, man, I, I, I've, I've caused the wrong kind of distraction. Oh, what's happening? And then Seamus turned around and got recoiled by Ricochet and Ricochet won the whole damn thing. I got very giddy. I like Ricochet and I like when he wins matches. After this, Seamus lashed out at Holland because he was not happy. He was like, that is not part of the plan. That's not what I wanted to do here. And obviously, this eventually leads to Rich Holland versus Seamus just beating the ever-loving piss out of each other. Two big meaty men smashing into each other. That's my kind of thing. That's my bag. I like it. We then had a quick recap of Sami Zayn electrocuting a man last week, and now that man is not on the show that was recorded on the same night. You get over this very quickly. And then Zayn was backstage having an interview with Kayla Braxton, and he was like, right, okay, I've had the worst year of my life. I've had all these conspiracies. We've had the documentary, which has been withheld, which we still need, let me remind you. He's had all these things, but tonight he's going to win the Intercontinental Championship because he's the man. He's in Zayn, in Zayn forever. And then a quick monumental up for the fact that The Undertaker has been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I think this is like the first up and downs that we've had since that's happened. So awesome, awesome news. Deserves it. There is no Hall of Fame without The Undertaker. And then we had this massive promo video just putting over the astronomical career this dude has had. It's just spanned three decades. He's had all the different renditions of himself. He's battered everyone. And then they seem to leave off the last couple of years, really, for the most part, because obviously the street died and his career kind of fizzled at the end. But we're not going to talk about that. Boneyard was great and everything else was absolutely epic. So Undertaker, we salute you. Oh yeah, when it comes to who inducts him into the Hall of Fame, I have one person and one person only that I think could do the job better than anybody in all the world. That's right, Heidenreich. Do it, book it, Vince. Ha <laughs> ha, you hate me, don't you? 
And then we have Roman backstage, scratching his head, looking all serious and concerned. He was prepping for his Goldberg match, which is going to happen tonight. And we have the massive Goldberg versus Roman Reigns promo video package. These packages are absolutely epic. There's no surprise there, no change there. And it made Goldberg feel like the kind of person who could probably get the job done in Saudi land and maybe even walk away with that Universal Championship, which... I don't know. I'm getting that horrible feeling in my stomach that I had before the Fiend match. Is it going to happen? Uh, I'm worried. But the video was pretty epic, so that in itself, in isolation, is going to get an up. And then we had Jey Uso taking on Ivar, because obviously the Usos are going to take on the Viking Raiders in Saudi land at Elimination Chamber. But this match, oh boy, it's going to get the first down of the weekend. Very sad. Because the match itself was just there, really. Not a lot of great epic stuff happened. Ivar just showed that he's an absolute athletic freak of nature doing cartwheels and running seated bum things. His bum is a weapon of mass destruction, I tell you. But in the end, the entire thing got called off because Ivar did a massive splash onto Jay, so it looked like he had the thing won. And then Jimmy got in, broke up everything, he got DQ, called off, all the rest of it. He hit him with a helmet that they'd stolen from the Viking Raiders the week before. Then the Viking Raiders chased them out of the ring. They were like, ha, go away. And they got the helmets back. And that was that was the go home for this tag team championship match. They got the helmets back and they started hitting the chests, which is pretty much all the Viking Raiders do. They like beating their chest. Just didn't do anything for me this, just didn't make me excited for the match, which no doubt will be pretty damn good because both teams are epic and they have the potential to really put on some show stealers, but they are an afterthought on this show right now, and it's really sick. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. 
bad. And then we had another recap on this week's SmackDown because I'm fast coming to realise that SmackDown is just the show that reminds you about what happened on the previous week on SmackDown. That's what happens. And this recap was in the form of a madcap because madcap obviously spoke about not wanting to be in the match with Drew McIntyre last week. He was trying to get it called off because of his black eye. And Drew showed up in the medical room with a sword and said, you want to be in this match, don't you? And he was like, yeah, yes, Drew. He got bullied, pretty much. He got bullied into this match. And then Drew said, yeah, we're going to turn it into a false count anywhere match. And I'm probably going to chop your head off with a sword. Go back and watch it. That is exactly what he insinuated. But because Drew's a baby face, he came down to the ring and everyone was like, yeah, Drew, he's got a sword called Angela and he's going to decapitate Madcap Moss. It's going to be great. And he told a story about once like living in New Orleans, he did, back in the day, 2010. And he went out on a night out. I think the, the, the Saints had just won the Super Bowl. Everyone was like, yeah, that's our town, that's our team, yeah, great. And he was out and he got absolutely smashed. He ended up in a police car. It wasn't his fault. And everyone started laughing. They're like, oh, Drew, what do you like? And then he got dragged out of the police car and they carried on partying. Because Drew does whatever the hell he wants. He, he, he chopped people's heads off. He gets imprisoned and then unimprisoned. He does whatever the hell he wants. He did put over the fact that, yeah, last year coming into WrestleMania, he was the WWE Champion, and then obviously things went a bit crazy after Elimination Chamber, but he said, now, things have changed a little bit. That was obviously pride, and I was holding the belt, but this time it's personal, because these lads that I'm going to beat up Elimination Chamber, they targeted my neck, I very nearly missed Mania season, and I'm angry, I'm pissed off. And then he ended all of this, pretty much, by saying, yeah, um, I'm going to batter him in this Force Count Anywhere match, Mike Camos, and I'm going to do loads of inventive things. I'm going to stick his head down the toilet, I'm going to take him out into the desert and feed him sand and then he said guys I, I need some more help with these inventive creative ideas so using hashtag madcap maulings please send me loads of things that you want me to do to madcap and everyone was like yeah great what <laughs> I mean fair play for using social media Drew but this is this is a terrifying way to bully a human being but the crowd loved it so who am I to judge and then we had an interruption there's there's that again, because th this happens a lot, doesn't it? This really does happen a lot. It's, it's making sense why we have this. That is 44 now in WWE, and I believe 66, I want to say 66 in, in the entirety of AEW and WWE. Yeah, Miller, yeah, yeah, good reason to do this, didn't you? So Corbin pretty much said that this is ridiculous, like his pal's being bullied by Drew McIntyre, again, the entire world now to think of crazy and horrible things to do to him. And he has a point. This is our babyface guy, and he's, he's just he's rounding up the world to think of horrible ways to punish another human being who's got all the talent in the world, and he's just being a bit misguided, but Drew doesn't care. Drew rounded the whole thing off by pretty much saying that Madcap made a mistake from aligning himself with Baron Corbin to actually get involved in McIntyre's business at all. And now McIntyre is pretty much going to end all the promise of Madcap at Elimination Chamber. That's going to happen. Sadly, this entire thing is going to get it down. I'm sorry, I've just got to say, because Drew should be in such a prominent position coming into the biggest event of the year. This guy's still one of the biggest stars WWE have right now. And you just feel like he's, he's treading water here. Yeah, he's doing everything he can. Doing absolutely everything he can to make this feel like a, a sizable thing like a big match like a big personal blood feud grudge thing but it's not landing with me right now because I don't care about Corbin I don't care about Madcap I care about Drew and I care about him being in a better position than this right now Nakamura obviously then had an interview backstage before his big intercontinental championship match against Sami Zayn and obviously Boogs is not going to be in his corner because he got electrocuted last week and he said well when it comes to beating up Sami Zayn I've got one tactic that is kick him in the face and he said if Sami thinks he's going to beat him well he truly is insane. Well, I'll tell you what's insane. The fact that he won the title in August and not defended it on pay-per-view once. 
That is insane. That is not on. I'm not happy. But when it comes to Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship on SmackDown, of course it gets an up. These two, no matter what they're doing, no matter what setting, what scenario, what belt, what allegiances, all the rest of it, they make magic and they did it again here. Now, was this anywhere near the caliber of match to what they had at NXT TakeOver all those years ago in Nakamura's first ever match? No, sadly it was not. But for a SmackDown title match, it's pretty damn good. It started pretty slowly with a pair just like feeling each other out, doing a bit of grappling, doing a bit of dodging and kicking because they know each other so well. It was just, it was quite slick and it was quite interesting to see how things were unfolding. And as you know, Shinsuke Nakamura's most violent weapon is most definitely his knee. So he hit a few knee strikes early on. And then just when he went to hit like a knee onto the apron on Zayn, Zayn moved out of the way and he twinged it. He like knocked onto the floor, landed on his knee and you thought, huh, that could come into play later down the line. And that's exactly what happened throughout the rest of the match. Zayn just kept kicking, chopping, tackling, doing everything he could to damage that knee. At one point, he, like Nakamura went for the Kinshasa on the outside and smashed it straight into the still steps. Another point, he got his knee wrapped around the post. It was very much like watching that Jay White match on Rampage earlier on in the night, the day, whatever you want to call it. A lot of knee damage was done in this match. And this all played into the finish because obviously Nakamura was looking very much like he was finally going to do enough to get over Sami Zayn and knee him in the face with that nice Kinshasa. But then he went for a big head kick on Zayn. Zayn caught the kick and just booted the knee. He just booted Nakamura's knee and he buckled and he dropped to the floor and he pinned him. And it was that simple. Yeah, sure, you might say, oh, it wasn't a big finale move like a halluva kick in the corner or something like more substantial, like, I don't know, getting hit with a chair on the outside when the ref didn't look. Nothing like that. But this made sense. It made sense because he attacked the limb, the part of his body that he'd been attacking all night and damaged to the point where just even a little kick to it would keep Nakamura down for the count. It made all the sense in the world. And Sami Zayn is your new Intercontinental Champion. Now, does this mean we're probably going to get Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania? You bet your ass it does, and I can't wait because it's just going to be great. It's going to be entertaining. They're both goofballs. Sami has been a treasure ever from the last year or so. He's been fantastic. But you do have to hold your head down a little bit of what they've done to Nakamura and this title reign. They've completely destroyed his stock again. It was looking like we were back up there. We were going to ride this big wave of Nakamura, but they've murdered it again. And I don't know where we go here with Nak, but we love you and we hope something good happens soon. Then there was a Black History Month little promo package video thing showing Booker T going to Fort Oak Cliff, I believe it was, like the, the institute. He was going there and all the kids were absolutely over the moon to see him. It was nice. It was really sweet. And as probably Simon Miller would say, it made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Oh, wow. I felt the pattern pending there. That was, that was pretty extreme. But it gets an up. It was nice. We like it. And then Slick Ricky was backstage talking about this huge win he just had over Sheamus. He put him over as this former world champion, Royal Rumble winner. He's done everything. Aliyah was like, oh, you're so incredible, dude. This is so great. And he was like, I know, I know. And then we had another interruption. So I think that makes it 40, 45 in WWE and 67 altogether in WWE and AEW. This is getting out of hand, isn't it? Sami Zayn wanted to talk about his big title win, so he gloated about that. He went up to other people in the back. He said, oh, I can't do autographs right now, but this belt is great. I am the best. I am the champion. And then he just walked off. So this was kind of just there, but... Yeah, another interruption. Not good. And then we had another monumental, huge promo package video thing for the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match that's going to happen tonight. And they showed off all the people involved in it. And I'm here to tell you right now that Cody Rhodes is going to win that match. He's going to walk out your new WWE Champion. He's going to challenge Roman Reigns. They're going to have a title versus title match. And Brock's going to take on Ricochet and get squashed. Don't, tell, don't even ask how it's going to happen. It's just going to happen because I've got an inside source. Yeah, you don't believe me, do you? And then we have the Roman Reigns Goldberg stare down face to face on Friday for the phenomenal feeling of 
fantasticalism. There was a lot of Fs. But it felt epic. It felt huge. And it's gonna get a very easy up. I'm sorry. Because, yeah, they didn't really do much to add anything extra, you could say, to the match itself. They just put them in the ring and just had that star power wash over everyone. But it, it worked, to be honest. Roman came out and Paul Heyman was there. Roman was like, hey, New Orleans, acknowledge me. So they did. And then he handed the mic over to Paul Heyman. And Heyman was like, oh, if you didn't get the honor of standing next to Gretzky or Michael Jordan when they're in the prime, that's exactly what the, this feels like right now. And then said some kind of New Orleans sport-centric joke that got a big boo. And I was like, oh, whatever he said there was not cool. I'm not American or from New Orleans, so I have no idea what was happening. He also made me giggle because he said the 11th commandment on the island of relevancy is thou shalt not interrupt the wise man mid-promo. <laughs> it's, it's just funny, isn't it? And then just as Roman was saying he's going to cement himself as a goat at the elimination chamber, big old Goldilocks head down to the ring. He didn't bust his head open in his locker room, so that was nice. That was a good positive. He stormed out and he looked shredded. Come on, the guy's like in his 50s. He looks carved up. He's a monster. He walked out through all the, 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 the weird sparks and everything else and he stormed around the ring looked a little bit worse for wear obviously he's been battered by Bobby Lashley a lot recently but he looked badass he does what can I say and Roman said oh, I was going to give you one last chance to acknowledge me but now you're squaring up to me so what do you want old man what are you going to do so Bill just got right up in his face and said well you know what actually you're not next um I'm next for the Universal Championship mic drop it 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 made sense for Goldberg I'm not going to argue with Goldberg Goldberg's terrifying so it looks like he's next for the title Oh, I hope that's not a spoiler. But this could very much be Goldberg's last ever match in WWE, if reports are to be believed. So if that is the case, I hope he goes out on a huge high with a big blockbuster sprint of a match. I met Goldberg years ago when I was a bartender. This is just like pulling the curtain back a little bit. I met him when I was like a bartender in London. He was really cool. He was really nice to me. I was a bit of a geeky dude. And I was like, I really like your work. love wrestling. And he was awesome. So I, I like Goldberg. And I just hope he doesn't do anything silly like headbutts the wall and gets a concussion before the match. So we'll see. 